Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy President's Day for everyone who may be off work. I know I am. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed their Valentine's Day. I've seen everyone post, and it, it looks wonderful. I had to work, but I did get my Valentine's Day in with my family, so it was beautiful. I'm glad to have you on today, and glad that you've been sticking with me for some time. I know that I haven't been as consistent like I was when I first started, but I'm glad that the ones who've been holding on, you really truly been holding on. And this year, like I said, it's our time to really grow, to get in the thing, to get into new things, to expand our minds, because that's what we want to do. We want to expand our minds and go farther beyond where our thinkability can really actually go. Um, but here with me, because I know a lot of times we don't like to talk about this type of topic, even in my household it comes up and we kind of avoid it, but these are things that you really have to think about when it comes to life and death. Think about insurance policy because as I always, as I always was told when I was growing up, my mother used to always tell me, it costs as much to leave this world as much as to stay in it. So, you know, I and I can really understand that now, that concept. It does just to pay for your life insurance, to make sure that's on point. And, my God, what else? You know, to make sure that you have a will behind to make um, to make sure that your inheritance goes to someone if you have it like that, you know, even if you're still alive, if you get terminally ill, to have a living will, so all that all that is included. Um, but here with me to explain this more, her name is Holly Kelly. She is a um, journalist, a fellow in thanatology, an entrepreneur, author, sunrises and sunsets, final affairs forged with flair. Finesse and functionality. Her unique and captivating new book has awakened the nation on final affairs, planning with her groundbreaking and unique approach. Holly planning and open dialogue on death discussions in a written work that will appeal to adults of all ages and stages. But she aimed to do more, and that was to encourage transcendence towards personal peace and stir new enthusiasm for the present. Holly is the creator of the 12 Steps of Conscious and Creative Comprehensive Advanced Care Planning. In her book, Sunrises and Sunsets, she tackles the unapproachable topic of final affairs planning with the interactive and entertaining soul for vengeance. Part guidebook, part workbook, this hybridized book is one unique and beautiful inspiring call to action. From creating a bucket list, completing advanced directives, planning your own funeral, and writing your obituary, completing your family tree to write a heartfelt letter to loved ones, and so much more. Sunrise and Sunsets is both a unique and invaluable book aimed at helping readers take stock in every detail surrounding their own future destiny and a fundamental approach while leaving a written legacy and beautifully written roadmap for survivors. So we, I am pleased to welcome founder of the Latter Life Planet Institute, gerontologist, journalist, credentialed professional gerontologist, thanatology fellow and the author of Sunrises and Sunsets, Final Affairs, Forged with Flair, Finesse and Functionality, Holly Kelly. And please do call in at 347-426-3751 with your question. Holly, thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to be here with me today. I'm so glad. Oh, my goodness, Technicia, it's my honor. I'm so excited to be your guest, and I was so excited when we booked this show. So thank you so much for that wonderful introduction and your hospitality. You're so welcome. We've been going around the bush, Holly, and I. We first it was the Internet <laughs> Connection, then I, I accidentally forgot, so me and Holly I finally came to this point. We've been getting online together, talking, chit-chat and everything. Um, and, of course, we're still in the new year. This is just the second month for us. And this is a great time to start talking about this. We have to plan ahead. 
We have to plan as much as we plan for parties, getting our nails done, like guys planning for wedding dates, having babies. We have to plan for our death. It's a subject that we don't like to tackle, but this is something serious that we have to actually look into because I don't like to go online most of the time, Holly, when I have to look at people mention, oh, this person didn't have any insurance money, so we have to collect donations, and that's not a good thing. You should always have those intact, your policies, your obituaries. We don't want to have to do that. What if? And when it comes to that point, I don't have this, oh, I didn't do that, or I didn't do this. That's not what you want to have on your mind. You want to be relaxed when you get to that point. You want to have that freedom my family is taken care of when I leave this world. Or my husband, he left this for me, so I know what to do next when he passes on, or my wife when she passes on. So, Holly, we want to go beyond, like you said, beyond the end of your life. And that's what you're tackling with your book, Sunrise and Sunset, and planning that, planning that for your final sunset. So, Holly, let's get some key pointers in here. How do we even start? You know, it's not a topic that most want to done in on. So how do we even go about getting planned for this? <laughs> That's a good question. And well said, everything that you uh, discussed to lead into this important topic. The book's goal was certainly to help people plan for their departure, but to do it now and reflect on life, to grow personally, to pave a well-celebrated life while leaving a beautifully written legacy. So the book has many goals that I think reach people where the majority are in life today, which was to help them be successful in um, completing their advanced care planning initiatives. It began simply with just advanced directives in that form, um, but I, I evolved the work to address so many different other areas of advanced care planning. The second goal was to alleviate our general global fears that we uh, share in unity about death and dying and to kind of spin that a little bit and alleviate those fears and help people have a different perspective as it relates to the end of life. And the third goal was to inspire epic new enthusiasm for living your best life now. And so that was the goal um, in the book uh, was to be able to make it a positive, self-fulfilling, soul-soothing journey to handle these important matters that help us prepare for the final journey. Right, and that final journey we don't even want to really think about. But, you know, as I always say, you know your birthday, but we don't know our dying date, and this is just something that you have to nip in the bud, you know. Um, And we also have to think about the fact even when you're still alive, you have to maybe have a living will, right, Holly? It's very important, certainly, um, because you do not want to saddle your family with these burdens. And uh, the Patient Self-Determination Act of 1990 ensures that patients have the right regarding health care decisions, including the implementation of advanced directives. And so... Certainly with that, people are able to exercise their wishes and their desires. But it is more than that. Uh, When you complete that, you have ensured that your family is not put in a situation where they have to guess or where there's infighting or where, you know, disagreement would occur and guilt uh, about perhaps the decisions that they made and they question later. And so there's just so many good reasons to take care of this and not ignore it despite people's discomfort with the subject. You will actually, upon completing these things, really feel liberated and feel so much better. Uh, it's a life-elevating experience to handle your unfinished business. Right, and that's why I admire your book that you sent me, and I'm thank- so thankful that you did send it to me because in your book you go from chapter to chapter talking about different things that we think about, mainly the bucket list. We always think about mm-hmm. that. That even comes on talk shows. You know, what will you put on your bucket list? What do you want right. to accomplish before you leave? What's your legacy that you want to leave behind? Because I know for certain everyone has a legacy. You don't want just your legacy, I was a mom or I was a 
just maybe a great friend, but what extraordinary thing do you want to leave behind? And Holly goes into details about your obituary. That's important, you know, your personal property. We want to know all about that, your credit card debt. And um, for most of us, we love our social media. How will you – you've got to think about that, too, when you die. You have to think about your social media. How would that um, keep going? Will that be shut down? Who's going to take over that for you? know, these are little important keys that we have to think about. But, Holly, tell us about Sunrises and Sunsets, Final Affairs, Sports with Flair, Finesse, and Functionality. What exactly is the book about? And was your and what was your mission when writing this book? Well, the book covers um, many of the things that people are familiar with, such as their legal aspects of advanced care planning. And so, certainly, uh, by working your way through the book and being successful in completing it, you would do your advanced directives, your last will and testament. You will, as you mentioned, record your assets, your records, insurance policies, Medicare, Social Security your things that you have on subscriptions um, and bills that are on automatic pay. If you think about that just something happened today untimely, look at the collateral mass of details that your loved ones would have to try to figure out. And what this book set out to do was to make that process less burdensome but also pretty simple for your survivors who would be in a state of, incredible grief and bereavement and suffering your loss and sad and in a terrible frame of mind, of course, for having to actually approach handling your personal matters in so many different ways. And so this book leaves them a perfectly orchestrated bread trail crumb as to how to just jump right in and handle your affairs, who to notify upon your passing. And in the book I talk about, Our lives are just that. They're our lives. And so while we know facets of those that we love and there's common conversations about people in their life, what we may not know is who was their best friend in high school that they have maintained an occasional uh, communication with that they don't see very often but was special to them? Who is it at work that they work with? Um, that you may not know about that would need to be notified? Do they deliver meals on wheels? And uh, would the people that they've become close with during that um, volunteer work would want to know? And so the book gives you the platform to actually convey all of this. And then more than that, of course, I uh, try to incorporate a spiritual, personal, and emotional side, which is what you shared, the bucket list, kick the bucket list, sharing your life story and highlights and memories family lineage, medical history, doing a family tree, uh, and, of course, uh, very important, writing your own obituary and planning and orchestrating your own funeral. And the work culminates in a very special section at the end, which is writing letters to loved ones. And that part is just a incredibly um, wonderful exercise for peace and tranquility. So I think that's the uh, cliff note version of the overview of the book. Great, Holly. I'm glad that we got that little bit taken care of on explaining what to actually find in your book. Um, now, as they as they really go through the pages, what will the readers actually find of Sunrises and Sunsets? What I tell readers that they'll find is actually part of themselves. Uh, they'll discover newfound perspectives a greater depth of personal exploration, and they will discover perhaps a new sense of life appreciation and kind of have a different template moving forward after they've worked their way through the book and having a life that incorporates more meaning as they define it and more excitement and adventure. Uh, So my hope is that they have a new perspective and living life through their bucket list, as well as, um, of course, the personal feeling of enrichment of having completed all of these personal affairs that's a gift for themselves and definitely a gift to their family members. Right. And, you know, I like the part, you know, we probably don't even think about that when it comes to our family health history. You even have that in the book. 
Um, and this is the part where people can list all the information for their family to know on them if something was to happen. It's so important with medical advancements today evolving in, in such, you know, um, epic ways. It's so important that we share that because the information that you share, particularly in that section, can continue to help people uh, in your family that you have not even met yet, maybe future grandchildren yet to be born. And so the sharing and archiving of family medical history, I think, is a super important aspect uh, that families can have because if you don't share it, it actually could be lost in your family's genealogical footprint of, of health care issues and ailments. So um, I think that if people embrace that section, then the family will really have a, a good understanding of what their great-grandparents perhaps suffered from, and uh, it, it will help them, I think, medically in the future. It will. I wish I could have a history on my family medical issues because most of the time when you go to the doctor, that's one of the questions they ask you. Did anyone in your family have this? Did anyone have diabetes? And you like, uh, not that I know of. I always have to ask that. I always answer that way. Not that I know of. Oh, and, I and, know. and think about it. I mean, Technicia, what do we do when we don't know? We call our, our those older than us. <laughs> we call those that right. came before us. Call my mom and say, okay, what did so-and-so have? And so that's why you do this in the book, because it's there. Right, it is. Every, everything possibly that you don't even think of is in this book. I mean, it's it's wonderful. We've been talking about Medicare benefits, you know, loans. It, 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 it really takes your breath away as you go through all these pages, <laughs> the finances, your ceremony, how you want to celebrate. You know, I always say when I go out, I, I want everyone to be colorful. I don't think I want you to do black, black. We already know that's tradition. Be colorful. Mm-hmm. Don't be emotional because I have moved on. I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. no more bills. Don't be emotional for me. Be sad <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> be sad for yourself. That's funny. Because you have bills to still pay. Be happy for me. I already have <laughs> planned it out. I do I want you to be happy for me. I tell my dogs at all times, be happy. Because this is something that we are going to be thankful for. You have sad, but. And then it will be happy because I have moved on to an uh, unknown life. I don't know what's up there in that sky. But, um, Holly, <laughs> you are also, as we talked about in the introduction, you are also the creator of the 12 Steps for Conscious and Creative Comprehensive Advanced Care Planning. Explain exactly what that is and why you felt developing this was important. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, when I began the work, it actually began with just advanced directives. And I started working on uh, recognizing the problems and the percentages of how few people across the world actually complete advanced directives. And so I realized that if I wrote about that, that wasn't doing anything to cure the problem. So I decided that I'll create a written work that will try to help alleviate the problem and close the gap or the disconnect. And then when I started pondering that idea, I recognized that um, that is kind of a lackluster topic. It's not that exciting. And so I said, okay, well, there's wills, there's what else is it? Uh, And I started thinking about what would I need uh, with my mother? What would I need at the time of her end of life? What would I need afterwards? What would I want to give as a person that was uh, departing ways with the world? And so I created these uh, 12 steps of creative and conscious, comprehensive, advanced care planning, and it's called Created Peace in that each uh, aspect of it um, begins with commit, reveal, excite, absolve, tell, explain, determine, prepare, entertain, about, communicate, and then evolve. And that spells out um, with the first letters of each of those, created peace. And that's what happens when you've worked these 12 steps. You have handled the legal and the technical, and you have also handled the personal, emotional, and spiritual facets of uh, death and dying and life and living. So that's how that all came about. Wow. Yeah, and 
Well, I'm glad that it did come about. <laughs> I look, took my breath away. Um, now, as we mentioned um, as well in the introduction, Holly, you're a gerontologist and a fellow in thanatology, if I said those correctly. What exactly are those, and, and what in your studies led you to write a book just about final affairs planning? Well, um, a lot of people, I, I happen to be in a career that uh, few people really uh, know what these terms mean. It's a very misunderstood um, area of um, professional work. Gerontologist is someone that engages in the study of aging and problems of the aged. Um, it's, you know, could be social, psychological, cognitive, and biological studies. And because the field is so diverse and multidisciplinary, uh, professionals come trained from an array of different areas, from psychology, uh, physiology, social sciences, public health, um, even public policy. So there's so many subfields. I uh, choose to write and consult and do workshops in education. But um, combine that, um, I went to um, get my fellow in thanatology, which is somebody that studies death and dying. And it's a professional designation or credential that certifies you as having advanced professional knowledge and competency um, through the Association of Death Education and Counseling in areas of death, dying, and bereavement, and that you continue learning in those areas. Uh, why I um, started this was, of course, recognizing that so few people plan, that the statistics vary depending on the source, but they run around one-third of people actually prepare. Um, and uh, according to the American Journal of Public Health, it's uh, about a third of the people. And so this is so important. This is a set of legal documents that allow you to convey your wishes and medical treatments, end-of-life care in advance. And yet I was really perplexed as to why people were not doing this. And when you think about big names we most of us know, Terry Skyvo, Karen Ann Quinlan, um, these documents are important when you think about the, the legal battles and things like that that happened. And so I just decided that I would do what I could to make it simple for people and to make it less scary and allow them to be successful and, most importantly, have fun doing this important work of their personal business matters. Right. Exactly. I can totally agree upon that most definitely, Holly. And, I'll, you know, this book This book totally is like a work. It is. It's a fun workbook. It makes you think of everything, but it's a workbook at the same time, it's, and it keeps you from procrastinating, you know. You don't have to sit back. This is the time. Now, if you get this book from Holly, and we'll tell you where to actually get it from, you could go ahead and start asking those questions. Call your parents, call your great uncle, great aunts, or whoever in the family. Hey, look, um, you know anybody in the family that has these diseases? Um, hey, um, how to go about doing this? You know, this is the time now to get the, all this together. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, this is an unusual book. Um, it, it, it is it is in full color. It includes your photographs, your quotes, information, facts, stories, and poetry. It is part guidebook and part workbook. Why is this being called a hybridized book? And why didn't you, Holly, just make it a normal black and white traditional informational book? <laughs> well, it is uh, it is a hybridized book in that it is a collage of so many different incorporations. It's a mashup book. And I wanted this book, you know, one of my biggest challenges was a topic. We're talking death and dying. So I knew if I didn't do something creative with this book, I would sell one copy, and that would be to my mother who uh, just cast pity upon me (laughs) as an epic fail as an author. And so I recognized that that was challenge number one, the topic. The other challenge was how do I keep people on the journey? And I thought, well, I uh, recognize that I am trying to appeal to a variety uh, and a diverse society, and I had to overcome that one-size-fits-all in this book. And so by doing that, I decided to really 
mix things up and have photographs and have quotes and have poetry in there. And the number one goal was to make it enjoyable, but to keep the reader flipping the page to the next page. Every page is a surprise in this book. And I needed them to be successful in what they were setting out to do. And that's why the book is like it is, is to have them go from page one to page 224 and celebrate their success. Right. I I mean, I think I would. I would enjoy this as I did when you sent it. I mean, it's not something boring. I mean, it's open, just like you want life to be. You want to be open and beautiful. Life is not supposed to be black and always white. I want to see something different. That's what you're. That's what you're getting out of this book. It's comprehensive. It's delightful. It's definitely user friendly. It's a beautiful way, you know, just to leave that legacy behind. It's, it's nothing that's going to really be like, okay, let me read through here step by step. I mean, even when you read it at first, sunrise and sunset. When I first got it, Holly, I wasn't even thinking on the death part. Because when you look at the book, mm-hmm. it don't even come out like, oh, okay, we're talking about death. Okay, <laughs> no, it, it don't even it don't even mention the word death on the front cover. It's all right, so I said, but when I got into, it, I'm like, oh, that's what it's actually on. Okay, even mm-hmm. though I did research on you, your book kind of really like, okay, see, her book don't even mm-hmm. persuade that on the front. So I, that's the thing I really caught my eye, and I hope the readers catch it too when they actually purchased it. Um. Exactly, Holly. What do you really say to listeners that feel this book may not be for them, though? Well, I I guess uh, I would ask them if they've completed uh, what I've defined as comprehensive advanced care planning. And most people will find uh, that they actually thought that they had it covered. So many people tell me that they thought they had everything shored up, and then they got the book and realized, oh, my goodness, I'm missing this, 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 and this. Uh, never even thought about that, but great ideas and need, needs to be handled. And so if they haven't completed their advanced care planning, um, then I would ask them if they planned on living forever because this book is for any adult of any age at any stage who believes they may someday die. This book mm-hmm. is for everybody because we all need to handle this as just for personal peace, but to certainly save burden and give love to our family members. And so I think that um, the book is a great gift because some people may not be compelled to do it on their own, but when you buy them this book, they're going to say, okay, I get it, I'm going to work it, because maybe they're too scared to buy it themselves. And you're right, it's um, the, the, the front cover is meant to be inviting, and um, it is much like life. It's the uh, an unknown journey, and even when readers begin the book, they don't know how they feel about so many topics, and that's what's great about the book is that you don't need to know. You don't need mm-hmm. to know anything when you start the book. You just go on this journey, read, write, and the book literally takes on the essence of your life. My name's on the cover, but the final author of the book is each and every reader that has this book and engages with it. Exactly. It's very inviting. It is. Yes, and and they bring this book to life. They make it theirs. Right, and as you said, you may not think that you don't need this book, but you're not going to live forever. Now, if you live to be 200, 300 years old, I'm going to start asking questions and find out what you're taking if you're going to live that long. Because I don't know anyone who's going to live that. This is not the mommy movie now. We're not going to do no um, uh, resurrection here. So I don't know if you live to be that. Hey, I'm sure we all want to live that. But you're not going to be, um, you're you're definitely not going to look younger. (laughs) <laughs> you live that long. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, you uh, and we do book. discuss in the book um, alternative burials, and one of them is cryogenic freezing. Um, so for those that maybe want to be around in a few hundred years, um, that's even something that's in the book. You just don't even know where this book is going to take you. It goes in so many interesting directions, but in the end, you have you have finished the work. Why? Right. I wish I could do like, uh, what's that movie? Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes played in. I wish I could just freeze myself and come. Somebody just open <laughs> up and 
let me back out. That would be so beautiful. But it will be a corrupt world go. if everybody can do that. Now, Technique that I'm comes sure. back in 300 years from her cryogenic right. suspension. I love it. The world needs you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So why do you think, in your opinion, this book matters to people and its topic is relevant and important? Well, it matters because uh, there's something in this book for everyone. Um, because unless you've worked the book, I imagine that there's facets for the majority of society that are being overlooked that they would embrace personally. And why it matters is because those statistics are way too low for advanced directives. I mean, one-third, and that's practically globally. I mean, while it varies and, you know, is lower and a little bit higher in certain parts of the globe, it's pretty low for something that important um, that each of us should be doing. And so I think it matters because it gives you peace today. It's a soul-soothing experience, even in the kick the bucket list, um, which is about dying and living is the deadline versus your bucket list, which is about living and dying is the deadline, how you fulfill your dreams before you depart. The kick the bucket list is um, really an amazing uh, incorporation to your advanced care planning. And I created that because I recognize there's so many people that have affairs looming that over them that are costing them emotionally. And these things should be handled and rectified, even if it's a feud you've had with someone, um, an argument, um, some long-held problem between you and another person, self-forgiveness, something you're not happy with in your past that you just need to rectify and move on and make peace with. It could be some business matters or even um, finishing your will and other things. So the kick the bucket list is just something in the book that really gives you a piece of a sense of peace and tranquility uh, and lets you prepare for that final journey through handling all of your unfinished business. And it makes sure that the people in your life also get to enjoy and experience that peace too. I mean, when someone dies and these things haven't resolved, a person that's gone, well, I venture to say they're probably not thinking about it. Well, we don't know what they're doing. Um, they're probably okay uh, unless they carry that with them after their mortal passing. But think about the survivors on this side that now have right. no outlet, no ability to ever get it right. I mean, the person that the problem was with is gone. And they have to live with that right. guilt and turmoil. So it's important all the way around that people do the various um, tasks in the book so that they can experience their best life now. Right. This is it. Get, get it on out. Get everything out on the table. Enjoy it to the fullest because tomorrow we all already know that, and it may sound like a cliche for most, but tomorrow is not promised to any of us. We don't know when it's going to come. It could be in your house while you sleep. You can get hit by a car. Anything can happen. Enjoy it to the fullest, but make sure that you are prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be unprepared. Right. I agree with Holly. But we're going to come back with Holly, and we're going to ask more questions on her. But get it. You can call in at 347-426-3751. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I am back on the air with Holly, and Holly has done a wonderful job in writing this wonderful book. It's a very enlightening sunrise and sunset. She also has the workshops out. She guides people through her book. She's the creator of 12 Steps for Conscious and Creative Comprehensive Advanced Care Planning. She's the founder of the Ladder Life Planning Institute, which um, offers products and services to enrich and inspire distinctive aging and living Why? strategically help thoughtfully prepare for life's ultimate journey. And as part of the Ladder Life Planning Institute, she writes and officiates I'm sorry, custom funeral services through her company, Triviations, and she offers special gerontology services and consulting, where she focuses basically on ladder life planning, issues of Asian education on her areas of focus for individuals, companies and groups, and advanced care planning and end-of-life initiatives. She also serves as a guest speaker covering topics relating to our field of expertise and interest. So this is a thing that Holly really offers, and we just want you to think about life as being beautiful when you leave this world. We don't want you thinking about the tormenting things that you have to leave behind and, and all the things you may have said or never done. We want you to enjoy to the fullest because, as I said before, commercial break, life is not promised to you. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So let's enjoy it, but make sure that we're prepping up the smart way. We don't want to leave our loved ones with the house of wondering, darn it, what I'm going to do about this bill or how I'm going to go about paying this student loan or, or whatever else is on the plate. You know, those are things that we want our loved ones to be relaxed at. But getting on to to the rest of the questions for you, Holly. Um, I'm sure that this book had to be fun to just do for you. Was it was it fun to write? It it was fun because I recognized that I wouldn't be engaged and I wouldn't want to continue on the writing if I didn't incorporate fun into it. And I also knew if I wasn't having fun, it wouldn't be enjoyable for the readers. And so. I worked hard to keep it light. I always tell the readers throughout the book journey that uh, we're going to keep this simple and light. And if I went much deeper, I would probably lose people along the way. So I tell them if they want to research a topic in more detail, there's the Internet for that. But we're in a call-to-action, get-her-done mode, and um, we try to keep it pleasant, thought-provoking, inspiring, uplifting, and enjoyable. And so... Fun was extremely important. Life's too short to not be having fun. That was the goal. Exactly. Now, what challenges did you encounter with the book? Well, I think that um, mainly how do I make this book appeal to everyone? Um, And so, you know, I tried to tackle that in the format. The other challenge was uh, handling confidential material that results uh, from you know working your way through this book, how do you protect that personal information that people will share? And so that's why uh, in the beginning of the book it tells you uh, there's a getting organized section, and mo- most of what you do stays in the book, but there are certain areas that, of course, just in good sense, um, end up in what uh, you create, simple, very simple, but I have readers create a companion binder or an accordion file, and that is where it's stored in a safe place, such as, you know, either a safe or a firebox, but this is where your account numbers go. This is where your passwords go. Obviously, you know, this book could end up on your coffee table as you're working it. You could have traffic in your home, and there's sensitive information in here. So it was a challenge. How do I let people reveal um, the extremely private details of things like that and still keep the material safe. And so uh, that is kind of how I tackled that, was to have them have the separate companion binder for those sorts of things, but still allude to the that these things exist in the book. Right, and also I, um, you notice, uh, I noticed in the book, too, you talk about the non-traditional bureau options, you know, we don't think about that, the embalming fluid, the caskets, the vault. 
I mean, I have thought about things like that. What what would you actually be doing in my body, like, when I'm on the table laying there? Like, those are things that we don't really think about. Right. And, I mean, you have shared. You want everybody to be happy. You want it to be a celebration of your life, and you want it to be uh, a uh, departing party for you. But a lot of people, uh, maybe they envision, as you have, how they want their actual funeral to go, but then how do they want their actual, um, you know, right after they've died, what do they want to happen? And so we talk about alternative burials um, because sometimes um, people may not be aware of the many different ways that they could actually go with this. So there's green burials. Uh, We cover ashes to outer space where you can send uh, your ashes into orbit. Um, There's reef and sea burials. There's jewelry. Uh, Of course, we talked earlier about cryogenic freezing, um, which is low temperature preservation of humans or pets that um, can't be sustained by medicine with hope of resuscitation in the future. Um, There is uh, scientific donation and organ and tissue donation. There's plastination, um, memorial works of art, mummification. There's so many different ways. So we bring these topics up to just make the readers aware of alternatives and then let them have that information so that they can make their decisions as to what they want to do. Exactly. And that's great options for them. Um, I mean, a lot of people just think it's, is it burial or cremation? And actually, it could be burial, cremation. It could be both. You could be cremated and buried. But, you know, they're familiar with the customary ways. But uh, there's just so many different ways today that um, somebody can have options. So that's why we shared those. Well, I know I have thought about beyond just thinking about the casket part, like, oh, I want to be buried in maybe this. And then I just told my husband, like, probably a week ago, I'm like, it doesn't really matter. As long as I'm not in the pine wood box, uh, if you don't have insurance, you know, you, you get done any kind of way. Um, so, Holly, what, what really has been a response to the book since you created it? Wow. Um I'm, you know, certainly fulfilled as a writer, as a gerontologist and fellow in thanatology that this work is um, being well-received. And it does seem that the world is ready to have this conversation in this way. Uh, February 3rd, it uh, was the number one Amazon new release and sold out. Uh, so oh, right on my I would birthday. say, <laughs> really? You, you bless <laughs> the work, Technesia. Um, So anyway, I would say that um, beyond my wildest expectations and certainly uh, just so exciting um, to see this work be embraced and know how it isn't just helping the individual completing the book, but this book has the capacity to change lives after our passing. And that just gives me incredible reward as a professional but also as a human being. I know it does, and it's because I always thought of life to be this way. People don't actually know what they want, so you're giving them what they want and what they're afraid of to talk about. Mm-hmm. They're 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 avoiding the issue here, and this is this is something where you can, you can't avoid it any longer. So you're giving them that, Holly, and I we really appreciate that. We do. Well, thank you. I mean, we we already discussed on why you wrote the book and what led you to that, but. What made you want to publish this book? Well, the truth is, is that this book had a life of its own. Uh, I wasn't publishing this book, to be honest with you. I had completed this work um, to fulfill the um, important work for my capstone in my gerontological studies and schooling. And I decided that, uh, you know, being a lifelong writer, I would go ahead and create this written work. I turned it in uh, to Dr. Bonnie Ken, who is a director of uh, MS Applied Gerontology um, at Brunel University, and I mailed her a hard copy because I wanted her to be flipping pages and, and be with the book versus a digital version. And she sent me an email right after receiving it, and she said, Holly, I'm speechless. This never happens. I have 
I don't think you know what you've done. And she said, if you ever do anything in your life, you must, must, must publish this book. So I was pretty excited about her feedback, and I thought, okay, I'm thinking that means I got a pretty good grade, and that made me happy. And I thought, you know, wow, that's awesome coming from her. I respected and revered her professional guidance and leadership. So I still didn't do anything, and about a month later I um, had a call from a reporter that wanted to do a story on the book, and I said, the book? What book? And she said, you know, the book. I said, well, I only turned it into one person. How'd you get it? And um, Allison Rieger Cook, who is a, a writer for the Brunel Window, said, everybody's reading this book. We're all passing it around. I was like, okay. So she did her wow. story, which was titled Death Wrangler. And um, mm-hmm. then it was about a month and a half later, I got a letter from a stranger that had lost their 94-year-old father. And she said she read wow. the book, and it changed her life. So it was that moment that I knew I should help others have that same experience. Right. See, it was uh, it was your calling to get this book done. I'm so glad someone else saw that light for you. You were trying to hold back, but they saw that. Uh, uh-uh, we're gonna publish this, and I'm glad it, <laughs> I'm glad it's helping other people out there because we don't know which way sometimes to go, and this is it right here. This this is the book to actually have on your bookshelf this year. You know, I told you yesterday uh, the other book to have on your bookshelf, but this should be uh, one of your second books on your shelf. Make sure you please get that. So let's talk about um, the workshop, Holly, about your um, oh. your, your um, tell us about your Sunrise and Sunset workshops. Okay. Well, um, the book is great to do on your own, but some people need some hand-holding and some guidance, and they just want to make it a social event and um, take the book in a different direction. So I do host the Sunrises and Sunsets uh, called SAS, the SAS Workshops. Um, and I also am in the midst of creating a uh, certification and licensing program where I can certify and license other professionals and individuals that are interested in leading these workshops as part of the Ladder Life Planning Institute uh, offerings. And so it is definitely growing, and um, the momentum is certainly building. And so the workshops are just a great way to do it in a socially fun dynamic. Uh, In either way, you get the book done. I would say the one thing about the workshops is they certainly cure any tendencies towards procrastination, and it's great for, you know, religious organizations, social, civic, book clubs. I mean, just so many different venues would benefit from um, the uh, either having myself or one of my certified associates lead a workshop for their group. Right. And these are workshops that will actually help you, and it's good to have this, to have people around you who are in the same boat. Because one thing about this journey, you can't get through it sometimes alone. And to have someone who's going through the same scenario as you is wonderful. Mm-hmm. We all have to sit together as a team. Um, and so, yes. what would you say? What would you say is probably your favorite section or chapter of Sunrise and Sunset? Oh, and Technisha, um, and thank you. I'll answer that. Um, I do want to say we um, we are hosting workshops in Atlanta, uh, which is I know oh, your wonderful. demographic. So um, if people are interested, they just go onto the sunrisesandsunsetsbook.com website and they actually request a workshop and uh, we come to their group and um, they can get, you know, all the information there. Um, what um, the favorite chapters, I think, for me are funerals uh, because I think it's so important to have just a well-celebrated exit. Um, it's if, if I'm working with somebody on pre-need, which I often do, which I enjoy working with somebody planning their funeral while they're healthy, alive, and well, this is actually a very fun exercise, and it's fun to do in the book too. So I think funerals are important, and it allows people to share in the loss, uh, and it serves as a meaningful opportunity for people to come together, acknowledge loss, and provide um, survivor support. So. The, the section of funerals is important, but it's fun. It's actually a fun section of the book. I know that's hard to believe. When I hear myself say that, <laughs> I recognize that uh, that's hard to believe. I also like the me, myself, and I section because uh, it continues to give long after your departure. Um, your survivors will read your entries in that section, and they will cry, 
and laugh and smile and experience just incredible, heartwarming love. And my third favorite section would be the letters to loved ones. And uh, this is life-changing, highly meaningful uh, exercise. And when I think about that, if you or I um, passed and that we have these letters left for family members, um, how beautiful that is uh, to my son when I become a father. You know, just so meaningful. So I would say those three sections are my favorite. I I would have to say section three, chapter 14, your life, your legacy will be mine. Nothing left unsaid. Love, live, and celebrate. That's the chapter right there. feel like, hey, I don't have nothing to feel guilty about. I have no regrets. I have done what I've done, and I'm going to keep going on with my life. That's how I feel about this chapter. Um, yes, getting your house in order. Right. And as it says in the chapter, times are constantly changing. Many people believe that the good old days were the best days. Some believe, you know, now is the best day. So you just live your life to the fullest. Live it out. Don't mm-hmm. have any regrets. If you feel that you have regrets, then that means that you shouldn't be doing it. That's that's how I take it. Don't do it. If you feel oh, sorry yeah. about it, don't do it. If you got yeah. the hide, and if you feel sorry afterwards. It. Time to maybe get that right. Right. Get in yes. order. Exactly. Deal with those demons, the mess in your closet. Right. Um, now, personally, this question is for you, mostly Holly. Uh, what defines Holly Kelly personally and professionally? Well, well personally, I, I actually embrace simplicity. I'm, I'm kind of old-fashioned. I call myself an antiquated contemporary um, in that – you know, I love a lot about days gone by, and I'm living in a modern world. And so I think it's so important that we stay grounded because we're a fast-moving, evolving society. And I think mm-hmm. uh, you could lose yourself in that. So um, I think we all are given gifts and that it's important. It's life's epically biggest treasure hunt to find those gifts and grow them for the betterment of yourself in the world we live in. And I believe in gratitude, just the smallest thing, just a hello eye contact to another person at the post office on the sidewalk can change that person's experience of their day. And uh, so I think just gratitude that you treat others respectfully and your gratitude for the life you have, the day, the hour. Um Professionally, I have to push myself to leave my comfort zone, and um, I think that you can't fulfill your full potential until you do. Uh, So I think it's so important. And I believe in the boomerang effect, as I call it, which is if you really give something your all and it's the journey you're supposed to be on, and if you are really immersed in it, um, it returns to you. The goodness returns to you. And so um, I think it's important that we find our gift and that we polish them and um, work hard to just be the best that we can be each day. Right. Exactly. Don't leave bad taste in nobody's mouth. That's why I always try to treat people with respect. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, she was so rude. I'm glad she's gone. You know, because <laughs> people, <laughs> so people talk about why right, people talk junk when you leave this world good. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> oh, mean you just mean, mean and hateful, and you don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that way. I love to show that gratitude for everything that I personally do in my life and professionally at work. Um, so, what exactly, what deaf experiences or or experiences with the Asian generation sparked your intense intense interest in this area? Well, I've always had a love affair with those older than me, and I Mm -hmm. was able early on to relate to older people, and it just came naturally. And I recognized that even the most cantankerous uh, and difficult individuals, I had this ability to engage with them in a calm manner. And so I started actually with my grandfather, who was just a very challenging gentleman, um, and we loved him in spite of him. But I was able to bring him to uh, a place of sensibility when he'd go on his tirades. And uh, 
it was something that I was able to do and, and can do with clients in my professional careers. I will have children call me and say, I don't even know if you want to take this. People fire my dad all the time. He's awful. We need you, and I don't even know if you want to do this job. And I'll be like, are you kidding? I'm more in now than I was before because you just have to recognize that people are going through things, and we don't know what it is, but aging can be frustrating. I mean, things don't work the way they used to. We don't hear as good sometimes. Our sight is compromised. Mm -hmm. Mobility is challenging. And sometimes we just have to meet people where they're at with compassion and understanding. And uh, you'd be amazed what happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we're lucky, we get there. And so I think we want to treat people with the tolerance that we want ourselves. Right. We all have to get there. If you live long enough to see it, you will actually get there. And I'm I'm 33 now, and I think about it, I'm like, oh, one day I'm going to be up in my 50s and 60s. They're like, I don't know about anyone else, but when I was in high school, right along with some of my girlfriend, he's thinking about it like, oh, we got to get older. Like, I don't want to get older. I want to stay young. I like to stay young. You want to look still look good, but it's it's a process. You have to get older. That's it's no choice in that. Song says, if you don't want to get old, you must die young. And so I want to get older. I want, and you can still look good when you get older. It's quite on how you treat yourself. A lot of people. It, I seen some people who. I mean, no offense. I'm sorry, my paid Manny fans, but come on. He's 39, and I thought he was way older than that. So he's a prime example of what you don't want to look like. If you treat yourself right, you can look good. You can still look healthy. Yeah, and, and Holly. And Holly, I can yeah. me and you. I mean, you're beautiful, my God. Yes. <laughs> you're sweet. Thank you so much. I tell people, uh, like what you're talking about, is that aging is certainly a gift. And if you're lucky enough, you'll get there. And the second side of life is just as amazing, arguably, if not more, um, spectacular than the first. Because we're on the second side. We know more. We're wiser. Uh, Hopefully we're more relaxed and we have a different perspective. And, um, yes, there are certain things that – aren't as they once were, but uh, perspective is definitely a bonus of the aging process. And there's so many things that we can do to stay young and to beat that chronological age. And I call it perspective aging. I just wrote a blog about it. There's just so many things that we can do to um, experience well-intended aging along the way. Exactly. Now, I know we're getting short on time, but mm-hmm. just a couple of more things. Um, Holly, what message do you have for people that may be uninformed about the book or need more information about Ladder Life Planet Institute, Holly Kelly, or the Sunrise and Sunset book? They can reach um, all of that information by visiting sunrisesandsunsetsbook.com. Uh, so it's just what it is. It's a plural on the sunrises and sunsets with an A and D in the middle. Um, so if they visit the website, they can register for workshops, subscribe to um, my uh, website and receive a free gift and have a chance to win a free book. Uh, I would love to have people just go there and see what kind of information they can find. There's some good blogs um, that are full of maybe some tips that can be useful to someone. And so I just invite them to learn more about the professional endeavors available of myself and and others throughout the globe. Why? And if you're looking for Sunrise and Sunsets, it's also available at the website that she gave, www.sunrisesandsunsetsbook.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon, and any other of your major book retailers. Holly, I appreciate you for coming on. And before we leave, this message is for Holly and whoever else out there today that needs a truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen. Allow your human form to grow and change in many physical ways. At times we are so focused on our emotional and spiritual self that we tend to neglect our earthly forms. Look for opportunities to move your body. Commit yourself to any course or of exercise that will help you to explore your body's potential for movement. Find physical activities you truly enjoy. 
your good spirits will encourage you to stick with it. Take steps to become stronger or to increase your that will encourage you as you go through your physical activities. The successes you experience in the physical sense will inspire you to test your limits in other areas. Today, recognize the importance of regular physical exercise. Enjoy your day, everyone. Holly, thank you again for coming on. We really, I really appreciate it. A great message to end on and a privilege to be your guest today. Thank you, Technicia, for your wonderful show and everything you do to expand people's knowledge. Thank you. And everyone, please do not forget to pick up Sunrise Contest because, hey, we need it in our life. This is one of the books. So thank you, and I'll see you the next time on The Bright Side with Technicia. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 